I get that it can seem really overwhelming with what items to buy when you're trying to get your kids involved in the kitchen. For one, just getting kids involved in the kitchen can feel really stressful, but then very quickly in this consumerism that we live in, we can feel like we need to have all these special tools or all these cutesy things, and that's just simply not true. There are a few things though that I think make your kitchen a little bit more kid-friendly. And so as we kick off Muffin Club, and as I encourage you to consider if that's something that you want to do alongside your kid, I want to share with you six of my most favorite kid-friendly tools for the kitchen that I think are worth investing in. This is me saying this not only with my pediatric dietitian hat on, but also as a mom of three, with my oldest now being almost 10, a lot of these items I bought when she was a toddler and we still have them in our home. Hey mama, I'm Ashley and welcome to the Veggies and Virtue podcast. In this podcast, you will find simple menu ideas, kitchen organizational systems spelled out for mom life and feeding tips and tricks that are both evidence-based and grace-laced. I believe that you can find flexibility when it comes to feeding your family so that you can feel calm, capable, and connected in the kitchen. As a registered dietitian and Christian mom of three myself, I want you to break free from the mealtime battles and to feel equipped while feeding your kids all day long. Pull up a stool at my kitchen counter and let me pour you a cup of coffee and say a quick prayer for you. It's time to chat about the mealtimes, messes, moments, and ministry of motherhood. If you're a part of the current Muffin Club program that I'm running right now, if you're not, first of all, go make sure to scroll down on the show notes, click the link to sign up. It's free. We're going to be rolling out the recipe for week two, but you'll also still have access to week one if you sign up right now. But with this Muffin Club, I know that for some of you, it is like your little time in peace to bake privately, whether it be at nap time or nighttime, or when your kids are at preschool or wherever they may be, and to just bake in peace on your own. And I totally have been there and I totally get that. But I know for some of you, you're looking at what's one thing you could get your kid involved in in the kitchen. And whether you listened to last week's episode or have applied any of the principles on starting your own at-home garden, that's a great place for kids to get involved with exposure to new foods and exploring fresh homegrown produce hands-on. However, I think muffins are also a great option because even though as moms, we can sometimes have our preferred way of things being done and all understandably want to minimize unnecessary mess, they're a pretty resilient recipe. And yes, most baking is very precise where more cooking can kind of have some liberties taken. All of these recipes that are included in Muffin Club are ones that I've cooked with my kids time after time, year after year. And some of these recipes are even ones that I did during my gardening cooking club this summer with several different groups of kids, several different ages of kids, several different cooking skills in the, with these kids where even with a big bunch and a lot of hands, we could get these recipes made and we could get a product that was good and it could be a fun process for all of us. So I really wanna encourage you to think through some of these things and some of these kind of like subsidiary topics that I'm gonna bring up as we do Muffin Club. So you can think through, is a garden a good fit for your family at your house? Like we talked about last week for week one of Muffin Club. This week, I wanna talk about getting your kids involved in the kitchen and what are some of the best tools that you can do that with. 
So without further ado, I'm gonna make sure that you're signed up for Muffin Club first and foremost, and then just jump in to what I would consider the six best tools to invest in in order to help your kids get in the kitchen. I'm going to go ahead and start with least expensive, and then I'll work my way up to most expensive. Because I don't want to start the opposite of that and then get you to kind of shut down before um, I get to those. I am going to share my Amazon affiliate link. At any point, you can go to veggiesandvertue.com slash Amazon, and that'll take you directly to the link to my Amazon affiliate shop. I do earn affiliate commission when you shop through this. I really appreciate your support of my small business through this. It doesn't cost you more to buy anything on Amazon through this link. It just helps my business to continue to offer free, valuable resources like this podcast. That said, I'm not sharing these six because I'm making money off of them. I'm sharing these six because when I sat down and planned for this episode and I really thought about what are the best things that I've invested in over the years as a mom and as someone who wanted to include my kids in the kitchen. Full disclosure, there have been seasons where I want no kids in the kitchen and I just do not have the mental or emotional capacity to handle the chaos. It's just not in the cards. Then there are seasons, and right now we're in a pretty good season where it's not super overwhelming to me and I want my kids in the kitchen. So this is not an episode to push you to bring your kids in the kitchen if that's just not where you're at, emotionally, physically, mentally, whatever it may be. But I do want you to see that there is value to getting kids hands-on, especially if your child's still learning to like muffins, getting them exposed and involved in the process before you ever put these foods in front of them can be a really helpful primary step to helping them learn to like some of these foods. And as we focus on Muffin Club, looking at specifically veggie-based muffin recipes, this can also be a great way to get your kids hands-on with different vegetables that they may otherwise not touch at the table. And so as we look at one of my kids' favorite muffin recipes this week for Muffin Club, I know that my kids are not eating this vegetable in a lot of different applications outside of in muffins. But when they come alongside me and they're cooking in the kitchen with me, they get the exposure to this ingredient, they get to touch it, they get to smell it, they get to experience it in different ways that is most often presented, especially say like at dinner time. So that all to say, the things that I think you might want to invest in for helping get your kids in the kitchen. First up is I want you to think about a crinkle cutter. You can find these for like five to $8. Again, go to my Amazon shop. I'm gonna link specifically in the show notes to my Muffin Club list. That's where I'm gonna link a lot of the things specific to Muffin Club and specific to the things that I'm mentioning on this episode. But something like a crinkle cutter is such a fun tool to have with kids. This isn't honestly one as much that I would say you need for muffins. However, for kids, it's it's really kid safe. So they're not going to cut themselves, which I know is often parents' primary concern when it comes to kids using knives. And so there's not a safety risk there. But again, it's just so kid friendly. They really can do no wrong. So if you did make last week's recipe, say with zucchini, a crinkle cutter is going to be sharp enough to cut through something like a zucchini where your child can kind of chop it down to maybe the size that it needs to be to put into a food processor or to more easily grate it manually grate with a manual grater. But it doesn't really need to be an exact science. It's just them getting to crinkle cut and to cut through these things without cutting themselves. 
This is also something that you can use to make just a fun shape and texture on things like bananas, apples, mangoes, avocados. It just gives that fun kind of crinkle fry type shape to a lot of different foods that your kids might already eat or be interested in learning to like. So this is one that I invested in just one in early on in motherhood and used it a ton. And then I bought like a combo pack of three so each of my kids could use it. And now when they're in the kitchen with me, it's one of the first knife type tools that they will go for when they're coming up at the counter and helping me chop or cut up something. So a crinkle cutter, super, super fun and very low cost in terms of an investment. The second one that's very similar to this is a kid-friendly knife. This is where you might wanna be teaching a little bit more technique to your child. We obviously want them to learn proper knife handling skills if they're gonna be using something like a knife. Where the crinkle cutter is a little bit more of a blunt force um, object, a kid-friendly knife we are gonna be teaching some technique with and also just some basic safety parameters around. And so if you look at my Amazon link, you'll see some of my favorite kid-friendly knives. I'm hoping to maybe be offering some of these directly um, on my own site soon for some of you through Foost. It's one of my favorite kids kid safe knife brands. It's out of Australia though, so often for my US-based community, it's a little harder to access it, but you'll still be able to get the links for them um, in the show notes. But those are some of my favorite ones, but there's a lot of different ones I link on Amazon that are good for guiding your child through knife skills without having to worry about really sharp edges. My third favorite kid-friendly tool for the kitchen is a cookie scoop. I know this seems a little random, but especially as you get into Muffin Club, this is one of those ones that just makes my life easier. When I have cookie scoop, I can simply scoop into batter and, you know, kind of retract the cookie scoop and it plops right into the muffin tin. This is also one that kids can do. It helps develop their hand strength and it helps give them a sense of involvement in scooping muffins. Now, former perfectionist mom disclaimer here, it's not gonna look perfect. Yes, a cookie scoop could be measured to a precise measurement, say like a half a cup or whatever size you're wanting to do. If you're wanting to do mini muffins, you may wanna get a smaller cookie scoop, but it's gonna be sloppy if your kids are doing it, but that's okay. You can easily wipe it in. Again, Muffin Club is not intended to make picture perfect muffins. It's intended to offer you a healthy, nourishing, fun food option that you and your family can have available for grab and grow breakfast, snacks, and lunches. But the cookie scoop is something that we have used often with a lot of different applications. It might be the kids, you know, we tend to buy the larger yogurt containers, a lot more cost-effective, a lot less plastic waste, and my kids can just scoop the cookie scoop in there and then retract it so it plops the yogurt down in their bowl. Same with the muffin batter, or even things like sauces or gravies that our children may have a harder time kind of scooping with a spoon or a ladle or something that requires a little bit more balance. This gives them the option to scoop something and then squeeze it out and to continue to develop some of those hand muscles that are so key in little kids, especially those kids who are learning to write, learning to have some of that hand strength required for more advanced tasks. So the cookie scoop would be the third thing. The fourth thing is silicone muffin pans or liners. First, as a mom, I bought the liners, and we still have the original ones I bought, these silicone liners, 
can last forever. That said, I will say my kids have loved playing with them over the year, whether they're doing a sensory bin or just a pretend tea party or whatever it may be. These silicone muffin cups have been something that have invited a lot of imaginative free play over the years. And honestly, that was even in the season when I had infants and toddlers in the kitchen and maybe my older kid was helping me cook. They were a real easy thing to just hand to the little one while they're sitting on the floor just to kind of keep them occupied. So I do love the silicone muffin cups. However, I don't love cleaning them after actually using them for muffins. The residue that gets on them just kind of creates another thing to have to clean. And instead of cleaning it out like a, muff, a silicone muffin pan, where you can just kind of rinse it out really easily because the inside of the muffin spaces is smooth, the silicone muffin liners tend to have the little ridges, which just kind of create a little bit of an added thing when it comes to cleaning. So again, these are things you think about as a mom. And so personally, I have now adopted the silicone muffin pan. One, because our silicone muffin cups, we have like nine big ones and I don't know, maybe 13 small ones. So it always kind of bothers me when we are making muffins that I don't have a full set to do big or mini muffins with. But even more so now, I realize that these silicone muffin pans are just so easy to clean. You do need to make sure that you set a pan under them so that you it has some form to it when you're filling it, particularly with something like muffin batter, so it doesn't kind of flop all over as you're carrying it into the oven. But something I do love is that, as I was mentioning with the cookie scoop, as kids scoop muffin batter into these silicone muffin pans, you can just so easily wipe whatever excess that they kind of got on the edges right into the little muffin basins, and it's just very forgiving. Then when the muffins come out, there's no need for kind of what those typical cupcake or muffin liners would be. You don't have that added cost. You don't have that added waste, but they just pop right out as soon as you have given them a second to cool. So I just love how easy that is. And these one, the muffin pans are much easier to clean. So I'm counting those together as my fourth favorite kid-friendly tool for the kitchen. Now we kind of make a leap in expense. And I'm just going to go ahead and throw that disclaimer out there. Because all of those things, I mean, you could buy all four of the, my top four favorites for under 50 bucks. However, the next two I would say have been things that we have had for over a decade with no regrets. And that is my fifth favorite kid-friendly tool for the kitchen is something like a kid-friendly sturdy stool. In our home, if you've been around for a long time, you probably remember that we use the Little Partners Learning Tower I looked at this and wanted this for a solid year before I ever bought it. And then we finally decided to, what at the time felt like a huge splurge, splurge on it for, I think my daughter was around like 15 to 18 months. And we just recently regifted it to someone else who could use it because, well, my husband was kind of getting sick of it being in the garage, but it almost felt like a rocking chair to me. I don't know if you're like this, but I have a hard time getting rid of our rocking chair that was in my kid's nursery, not because we still need it, but because it's just so nostalgic. And I feel that way with our learning tower. There's several different types out there. There's several different price points. Honestly, there's a lot of ones that have come on the market since in my house, we were actively using them. But the one that we invested in early on was one that I was able to use with each of the three kids for all those stages. And I mean, it was like a solid seven years that we had that thing as a mainstay in our kitchen. It does take up a little bit bigger of a footprint on your kitchen floor. So depending on how tight your quarters are in your kitchen, 
you might want to look at a sturdy stool that maybe is collapsible or folds or tucks somewhere kind of out of the way, or just to kind of consider what's going to fit your space best. But if you have the space for something like the Learning Tower, or there's some other ones by Guidecraft, I've linked a few of the different ones that I know tried and true with my own family and also other families that I've worked with to be really good options on my Amazon link that you can get in the show notes. But this is one that helps get your kids up at the counter with you easily, but also really safely so that they can reach, but they're not safe sitting on the counter or kind of standing on a wobbly chair or something like that. So your focus then is less on, are they going to fall and more on just engaging in and being involved in whatever the cooking process or muffin making may be with them. The sixth and final thing I want you to think about investing in is a high powered blender. I'm one telling you this now because as holiday sales start and as you go to Costco closer to Thanksgiving and Christmas and you watch for Black Friday deals and things like that, it is one of the best times of year to buy something like a Vitamix or Blendtec or whatever blender maybe you had your eye on. My husband and I have had the exact same Vitamix since we were married like 12 years ago. His parents gave it to us as a wedding gift and I still love it. It was under warranty and I did have to replace like the jar one time, but I have had no additional costs related to this blender and we use it almost daily in my home for sure weekly. If you follow along with things like the smoothie challenge or now with muffin club, I blend muffin batters all the time, specifically in this week's recipe. So if you are a part of muffin club, as you see the week two recipe, you're going to see that it recommends using a blender. It just helps mix up that batter so much easier, mix up those vegetables so they're just kind of more evenly spread throughout. And it's something that can be so versatile for your family and the different applications you might want to use it. Getting something like a high powered blender versus just kind of your generic blender that, you know, growing up in the 90s, that was all I knew. This blender is going to have the longevity, as I mentioned, to really grow with your family and give you a lot of opportunities to have your kids get involved over the years, but it's also going to expand your opportunity because now beyond just blending your real basic smoothie, the power that these blenders have can do everything from soups and sauces to really hearty smoothies that have whole fruits or vegetables in them or kind of chunkier, thick things like a muffin batter. So I know for me, when this blender that we have, we have the Vitamix, when it goes someday, there is no doubt in my mind that I will reinvest in this because we have used it again and again and again. And I will also say on the note of kid-friendly tools, the blender is probably my kid's favorite kitchen tool because it's one that invites so much opportunity for them to get involved. And like a lot of the other things I've been saying, we want tools that are forgiving. We want tools that allow for kids' innocence and exploration and yes, accidents to happen. So whether they crank it up too high or turn it on this way or that way, there's just not a lot of harm that can be done, but the kids get that immediate gratification of turning it on, turning it up higher so it's a little bit louder, watching the blender mix about the different ingredients It's something that I've used with each and all of my kids. It's something that we use almost every day at garden camp this summer. And it's one that I just see really excite kids as they get involved in the kitchen. 
So to recap, I'm gonna tell you my top six favorite kid-friendly tools for the kitchen that I think are definitely worth investing in. First, a crinkle cutter. Second, a kid-friendly knife. Third, a cookie scoop. Fourth, a silicone muffin pan or silicone muffin cups. Fifth, a learning tower or some sort of kid-friendly sturdy stool. And sixth, a high-power blender like a Vitamix. You don't need to go out and get all of these things at once. However, as you begin thinking of some things that maybe you just want to buy one thing while you're working through Muffin Club right now and want to put kind of one thing in your save for later Amazon cart so you can watch holiday sales come about, I would encourage you to think through what of these things do you not have that may be hindering the opportunities you have to get your kid involved in the kitchen and what are some of the things that might be worth investing in early on so you can get years and years of use and even more so tons of memories made cooking with your kid. 